Welcome to the Madness Brothers Podcast, where we take a dive into the world of music discovery. And remember, the most important thing is to have a good time and learn a thing or two. So spark up those lighters and get comfortable. Here's your freaking host, Al Kimoto. Hello guys, this is Alkimoto, and welcome to episode number 6 of the Madness Brothers Podcast. Thank you for joining me. I am glad that you're here. This week has been pretty hectic. I accidentally destroyed my feed for my podcast, so I kind of had to start over again and upload it to another site. And I was kind of kicking myself for that. I was originally on Simplecast. And I wanted to cut some corners and get something a little cheaper. So I ended up importing my show to the other site. And then I deleted my Simplecast accounts. And then when I'm on the other site, I thought everything was good and dandy. But... It looks like it didn't import correctly because it was all the episodes were still linking to the Simplecast site. And then that's when I was like, what the hell is going on? Because once I did that, I was trying to play the new media file and it wouldn't play. So I go into my settings to see what could be wrong and it was remotely... Pointing to the simple cast site. So then that's when I knew shit was all bad. So then I tried to sign up again. Hoping that my files were still there and everything was like it was supposed to be. But it everything was gone. So now I'm on Blueberry and I'm loving it so far. The downloads are fast. It responds fast. Everything's fast. And um, I don't get as much space as Simplecast, but I don't really need much because I only do 15 to 20 minute episodes, so I don't think it really will be affecting me. So I made a new podcast site and I uploaded all my shows, except for number one, because I feel number one was kind of my testing episode. I should have put it as episode zero, but I wasn't really thinking at the time. I just wanted to put something up. Although it was really fun. It was a really fun experience. And I was recording with my cousin Jesus. And we really didn't have any direction with that. Well, I knew I was going to play music and play some songs that I liked. And then talked about it. Talk about it. I mean... But as far as content and direction, I really had nothing. I just said to him, hey, did you want to record with me on my first episode? And then he was really excited because he's never done one. So it was fun. It was on a Friday. So it was a new experience. I enjoyed it. And here I am today. 
Now I'm still recording on my phone, as you could tell. And I checked the audio from the last one. And I thought it would be a lot worse. It's not too bad. But I still want to get my audio improved a little sometime. But you know, I'm kind of looking for a job right now. I actually have an interview in two days. So hopefully that goes how I want it to. I actually work in the IT field. I do a lot of, I've worked on a lot of hardware for the most part, but I do know my software, although it wasn't really a big part of my last job, it was still a prerequisite. So I won't say where this, where this new job will be or where my interview will be. Maybe I'll hold off until I actually get it. I don't want to jinx myself. But yeah, so excited. Episode six. So let's move on to the contents now. Now, what do you guys think about the whole Apple versus FBI thing with the encryption and the privacy issues? I don't think there is one right answer. I think we just need to find the balance. But as far as the FBI wants to take it, I don't think they're they're super correct. I'm not leaning towards their side. So what I will do, I'll I'll play this little clip for you guys. And this clip is Obama giving a speech somewhere and it's regarding this issue at hand. So let me play that and I'll get back to you. That I think does not strike the kind of balance that we have lived with for 200, 300 years and it's fetishizing uh, our phones uh, above every other value. They can go into your bedroom and into your bedroom doors and rifle through your uh, underwear uh, to see if there's any evidence of wrongdoing in ways that have not been thought through. And then you really will have a dangerous to, to, to our civil liberties because we will have not done, the, the, the people who understand this best and who care most about privacy and civil liberties have, have sort of uh, disengaged. Uh, or have taken a position that is not sustainable uh, uh, for the general public as a whole over time. And we're back. Now, do you guys agree with that? How basically the comparison between your phone being similar to a locked door or a, a safe or something along those lines. For instance, yeah, like you said, if they have a warrant, they could just... Break through the locks, get through, break through the safe to find evidence, go through your underwear for evidence. And could you imagine if they did go through your belongings and your dirty clothes and you turned out to be innocent? How pissed off would you be? It's a little funny though. Alright, so he talks about fetishizing our phones and putting it above every other value. Now let me tell you something. It's not about fetishizing our phones. That's not the issue. It's about privacy first and foremost and how we could protect it. He speaks of balance, but unfortunately, I feel that balance has been taken over by a juggernaut. Guess who that juggernaut is? You guessed it. The United States government. This balance has always been one-sided. In fact, every year that goes by, they yield more sophisticated spying programs. 
And to say that there even was a balance is fucking hilarious. It's laughable. So to all you guys, regarding the encryption issue, I feel like they failed to realize that our phones have become a direct extension of ourselves. Our emotions, thoughts, personalities are all captured by these small devices. Kind of like the one I'm recording on right now. Think not? Guess again. It's well documented that their software is so spot on that it goes as far as predicting what you will text next or what sites you will visit. Crazy, right? But I can't deny. It's pretty fascinating to say the least. But you know what they say. With great power comes great responsibility. So listen, we need encryption to protect ourselves and most of all, to keep our fucking integrity and our rights as human beings sacred and not put into the hands of the fools who half the time don't know what they're doing. Do you feel like they know what they're doing? Kind of seems like they're winging it. It seems like we give them money only for them to use it on something meaningless. Wouldn't it be cool if when we get taxed, we could choose where it goes? So let's say... I was taxed. I'd have the option of checking a box. Alright, I want this. I want this percentage of my taxes to go here. To a school district. To schooling. And I want this percentage to go towards... It doesn't really matter where. I'm sure there's a lot of controversial places that'll pop up. If we ever put that in place. Like, I want my my taxes to go to uh, to fight clubs for bums. Something like that. You know, there's organizations that kind of breed on controversial topics, issues. And I feel like it's important to have out there. Otherwise, we would have nothing to discuss. But let me get back to this topic. Yes, they could break into our homes and search us. But think of this scenario. They break into your home. But not only can they search physically through your items but then are able to see how your household was like. They know when you last took a shower and how you played family game night every Thursday. Oh, and let's not forget how you said that one joke that made everyone laugh that one time. Yeah, that joke. That, my friends, is what it will be like if you give up your rights to the government. Especially on this issue. Don't get me wrong. I don't believe the government should be viewed as a negative thing. I don't. Many people think so, but... I believe in regulating it so we as citizens are the ones in control. And not the other way around. They need to serve us. We pay the taxes. They should serve us. Not the other way around. Do you ever get that feeling when you're posted at a street light in your car and you see a cop behind you? That automatic feeling like, oh fuck, I can't break any rules here. Even though you you have a clean driving record, you get that feeling like, oh shit, they're looking for me to fuck up. It's what they do. You don't get the feeling of, oh, a cop's behind me. Man, there goes my friend. 
There goes my buddy. There goes the enforcement that will protect all of us. No, you get more of a predator feeling. You feel more like a chihuahua than a pit bull. They're more like the pit bull. But you know what? Sometimes that chihuahua bites. They're vicious. Vicious little fuckers. So yeah, that's all I had to say on this issue. But I will update you further if anything else comes up. Because I feel this is an important issue. That should be brought up. That should be talked about. Protect yourselves. Put your privacy on a pedestal. In other news, have you guys heard about the whole Comcast and Google thing? How Google is moving in and taking control over neighborhoods. Not in a bad way. More like as a internet service provider. Comcast is really scared of Google as they should be. Now Comcast has been known to screw people over. When you try to cancel their service, they're known to keep you on the line for as long as possible. And even trying to sway you to keep your service. And they'll add in some features if you do keep their service. That's one of the big things that they're working on, actually. It seems like Comcast has created a monopoly. And no one questions it. Well, people question it, but... It's not really a serious issue that is brought up either. And Comcast is the type of company that doesn't like competition. Well, obviously, if you have a monopoly, you don't like competition. So Time Warner Cable was one of their competitors at one point. Now, Time Warner, they weren't really known for their awesome service. But it's another option. If you're in a city and you see only Comcast is available... Is that a good thing? So even if there's two shitty companies out there, there's still competition, which brings the prices down because they're competing for customers. And in the consumer market, that's always great. We get the better deals. They're fighting for our money. So guess what Comcast ended up doing? They ended up acquiring Time Warner Cable. If you can't beat them, Buy them. Money talks, people. So that's why it's so gratifying to me to see big giant like Google coming in with their big strong muscles, flexing their power, saying, fuck you Comcast, we're taking over this bitch. And Google is known as the good guy. That's really hard to do if you're a big company, to be seen as a good company. As a trustworthy company. Yeah you could say Google has billions. But look at what they're doing as well. Yeah like any other company they have to survive. So they have to make money. But the things that they're doing with it is pretty fascinating. Last week we talked about their AI. And also they're making drones as well. Scary looking things. Looks like something that came out of Metal Gear Solid. There's ones that are... Hopping around like some crazy ass animals on four legs. You should look it up on YouTube. A Google service by the way. But that could be used for good as well. Think of a rescue situation. Think about an earthquake. Or a flood. 
and the rescue workers not being able to get to these certain areas because it's too dangerous? Well, if we had drones, it'd be a hell of a lot easier, especially if they make these drones targeted for every type of situation. There's a flood, make a submarine droid. If there's an air critical emergency, make a flying drone, which we see everywhere. But yeah, they're doing great things with their money. So to see them coming in and moving on into Comcast and their territory, it's pretty fucking beautiful. So right now, Comcast is putting out ads saying that they're the better service. Specifically in Atlanta where this is going down right now. Where Google is doing their installs. Comcast is saying we're faster. We have millions of hotspots. Well, that's true, but Google just started out. There's not going to be that much hotspots for them, but believe me, there will be. Yeah, but think about it. Google's advertising a gigabit per second. So if you like your HD videos and you like to download albums, especially that Kanye fucking West album, you're going to love this shit. I kind of feel like singing the song... This land was made for you and me. This Google Fiber shit is made for you and me. Yeah, pretty awesome. So now you could get highlights. If you're a sports fan, think about that gigabit speed. And think about the data. You'll get your sports highlights in a fucking instant. You'll get highlights as they're happening. Back then I remember I used to get highlights, but as a text format. Back when I had... A flip phone looking thing. After the game I'd get a text with the highlights. Oh so and so slid to third base. That motherfucker was safe. And it had all the highlights but just in text. So I had to kind of use my imagination. But now as it's happening you could get a fucking ping on your app. And watch it in HD. And you, you definitely couldn't have got it. When they still had those big ass cell phones. Remember those cell phones that look like walkie-talkies? Looks like this dude's holding a brick to his ear. For some reason, I'm thinking of an LL Cool J video. I don't think it's by mistake. I think he had a big-ass cell phone in one of his older videos. That shit was funny. Imagine smooth-talking with a big-ass cell phone. Like, yeah, baby. Can't talk for too much longer. This big ass phone's getting heavy. That's why those motherfuckers were buff back then. Because you had to carry a fucking 50 pound phone to your ear. That's funny. Imagine putting that shit in your pocket. But that shit was too big. You couldn't even fit it in your pocket. Now what would you do? Did it have its own little satchel? It's ridiculous. But man... It goes to show how fast technology just advances. And it's like we're living in a really exciting time right now. Because we get to see transitions right in front of our eyes. Fuck the GameCube. I want a PS4. Speaking of video games, I remember back in the day when the original Xbox was coming out. Man, I was super excited. I was a Microsoft fanboy. 
So when I heard Microsoft was putting out a fucking video game system, I had to get it. My dad was a landscaper at the time. Guess what I was doing during the summer? Mowing some fucking lawns. And I was whistling too. I was just thinking about my Xbox. <laughs> like shit, I could do this every day. And I did for a while. I still remember the day I got my Xbox. I walked into the GameStop like a G. And I put my cold hard cash to the counter. And I was like, I'd like an Xbox. Yeah, I'm not so much of a gamer anymore. It was getting really bad back in the day when I used to have my 360. I had a retail job. So I would get out like at 10 or 11 p.m. And I would just go on Xbox Live with my homies. And we'd play all throughout the night and into the morning. I just remember my dad opening the door because he still heard something coming out of my room. And in his mind he was like, this guy can't possibly still be awake. But yeah, he opened the door. <laughs> And I was like with my headset still on and he was just shaking his head. And I felt bad for a second. Put down my controller. I cried a little bit. And I picked up my controller again. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I didn't cry, but... But yeah, my dad's a cool guy. He rocked the bass. He's a musician, so he kind of inspired me to... Do my own music. And I kind of saw that as I was growing up. And I was like, yeah, I want to do that. I never picked up the bass. But I did get into composing and producing and all that good stuff. Really inspiring stuff. Especially when you're a teen. And you kind of don't have your place in this world. That'll bring you up. That'll get your confidence up. That's what it did to me. Shit, look what I'm doing here. And another thing I wanted to talk to you guys about is Gene Simmons. You know that guy? He's the basis for KISS. Now KISS was a pretty fucking huge band back in the day. Still is this day you could find people who are diehard KISS fans. Well Gene Simmons recently said that rap was just a fad. And he just can't wait until it dies. He wants to see it die so bad. But in my mind, with all due respect, he, he did his part in this. He did his part as a member of KISS. But dude, really? Hip-hop rap is just a fad? The 30 years plus... Seem like a fad to you? Shit, Skrillex seems like a fad compared to hip-hop. And he claims that rap is just talking. There's no musical ability involved. You're just talking and sampling. You're sampling parts from other sources, movies, other records... Kanye West does that a lot. But that's still art. It's not easy to do. You have to have an ear for it. But that's not even 
scratching the surface for me. Hip-hop will not die. It's living, breathing. It's organic. It adapts. And we've seen it done time and time again. Look at hip-hop back in the early 90s. You see a change between the 90s and the 2000s? I do. It's shifting. And do you see a change from the 2000s all the way until now, 2016? There's still a difference. It's changing. It's adapting. So the more you try to kill it, the more you try to stab it and knock it down, you're stepping on it. It just turns into some fucking fluid kind of like in Terminator with the bad guy, the liquid metal guy. You're stepping on it, but he's forming around your foot and he's rising up again into this evil, badass motherfucker. Now, I don't want to say hip hop is evil, but I'm saying that hip hop is a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, so there's a hip-hop artist for every taste. You want the vicious rhymes? There's DMX, more technique. Or if you're a more flamboyant person, there's Young Thug. That's the beauty of it. Like I said, it's living, it's breathing. We don't even have to worry about it. But Gene Simmons? Really? You're the one that plastered the KISS logos all over toilet paper. KISS is the biggest of the sellouts. KISS has stickers, mugs, razor blades, toilet paper, action figures. KISS has everything. Just look it up. If you want a kiss hat, just type in kiss hat. If you want a kiss baseball bat, type that in. I bet you'll find it. So with that being said, viva la hip hop. So I want to thank you guys for joining me on episode number six of the Madness Brothers podcast. Here's to you guys. And make sure to follow that Instagram. You can find me everywhere. Just type in Alkimoto. Or you can find me on other platforms like SoundCloud, MixCloud, Facebook. Just put Madness Brothers Podcast. And hit that like button. And also subscribe. Join me next week. I'm having lots of fun, I promise you. So with that being said, this is Alkimoto. Signing out.